Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Own Your Power Lifestyle Show. I'm Coach Simone Kelly in the Own Your Power Living Room. Make some noise, studio. I said make some noise. Today we have have a legend, a hip-hop legend, a fashion icon that's in the house. His name is Fade from Shirt Kings. Is your company still called Shirt Kings? Uh... Evolved. Evolved. Okay. Shirt King Academy. Shirt King Academy. Okay. So I have known Fade since the late eighties, like eighty nine ish, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah. so I've known him probably a, a about long. Eighty eight. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God, you're making me really feel old. Yeah. Um, yeah probably back yeah. from the early eighties. And you um, started your career. So let's start from the very beginning, from before you, before I met you. Um, career. It is. It's your. It's your passion. It's your lifestyle. So yeah. tell us how yeah. it all started. I started out as a graffiti artist in New York City, like tagging the trains. Okay, that was a career. Yeah, I guess. That yeah. Was <laughs> <laughs> Hiding from that the cops. The career, you know, that was the beginnings, you know. Okay. And, um, you know, as I was like tagging on the trains and then started tagging on the outside and creating all these murals and stuff, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I began to see that that what we were doing in the inner city Nobody else was really doing it, you know, and having that that type of that fun, you know, mm-hmm. and I always kind of felt that what we were doing needs to be exposed to the world, you know, because we were kids having a lot of fun. How old were you when you started? Uh, thirteen. Oh wow, you were really young. Yeah. Okay, and then yeah. how did it evolve to the next stage? Now I went from from trains to clothing. Or what? Basically, <laughs> you could say clothing, but maybe a gallery here or two, you know, prior. Because then, then at that time, you know, you start to recognize that people want your art, you know, and they're willing to put it in a in a, in a gallery, you know, in, in downtown New York and Soho or something How like that. How old were you at that stage? About 16. Oh, you were a baby still? Yeah. Get the heck out of here. Yeah, so, somebody just 16. discovered you? or Did you have an agent or something or... No, I just went with the wave because I went to the high school of art and design, which is located in uh, Manhattan on 57th Street and 2nd Avenue. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, my peers, all of us were from different parts of the city. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if one was doing something, he would invite all, you know. So some of the some of my peers. That's nice because a lot of people don't do that. <laughs> yeah, but we were all tight knit, you know. Yeah, that's really nice. That Especially they shared, like they it. you know, going to school in in Manhattan, you know, like Fifty Seventh Street, you know, and we're like all inner city kids. And then when we got there, we connected. And so you know, so I had friends in Queens, friends in Brooklyn, friends mm-hmm. in you know, like all over the city, right. just because of that school. So there was a camaraderie that that we shared. So when it came to art, like if somebody. Like got invited to start doing art shows, you know they would let us know. Like we would build each other up. You okay, know? that's beautiful. That's, that's community. And then from there, what was the next next level of then advancement it, it, in it, your career? The morphing into doing T-shirts. Okay, and you that's know? where I started. Shirkings. Uh, it took two years. Okay. Prior, you know, but when I I got that name, like I actually heard the name outside of my own self. Oh, somebody was calling you that? 
I, I heard it. Oh, okay. Like we were brainstorming, and I heard the word "shirt kings," and 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 when I when it came out my mouth, it wasn't even me speaking. I just it just came out. Okay, so it was inspired. Yeah. His ancestors divinely, said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was divinely inspired. Okay. You know. You're speaking to the On Your Power crew. We, we know about all this out there stuff. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Okay, and then so from there, what? how did it um, expand? Because, I mean, when I knew you were already like big time, you might not, I mean, he might not have called might himself big time. He was pretty famous. Yeah. Well, <laughs> He's being humble, guys. <laughs> I mean, it expanded because of the pressures of the inner city, you know, the things that were going on in New York City at that time, you know. Hip-hop was being created. You know, what year was this? Give me like a year. Well, for us it was like eighty four, eighty six. Oh wow! You know, um, we opened up Shirt Kings June sixth, nineteen eighty six. Okay. It's approximately thirty five years ago tomorrow. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Who's we though? There was other yeah, partners. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went back and got two of my best friends from the high school of art and design. Okay. And they became my business partners. Cause I knew their skill levels. I knew I knew their families. I knew, you know, uh, what they were capable of, and they were working regular jobs. And you know, I've been fortunate enough to not have to work for anybody. You know, that's part of the owning. You know, and uh, when I approached them, they were like, "Well, I don't know." Like they didn't want to take that risk. Oh, really? Yeah, but they and they both end up getting fired from their jobs. And Ooh. then they called me up and was like, yo, let's get together. And, you know, let's do this, you know. So I, one of our first clients was um, Jam Master J. Okay. Yeah. And uh, he pretty much advised us. He was like, yo, go to the avenue and get a get a store and I'll come and support. Wow. And And he did. What avenue? Like, where was uh, Jamaica Avenue in, in Queens. Oh, you started in Queens. I thought you were in Harlem at first. Not Queens. Okay. Yeah. You grew up where? I'm originally from Brooklyn. Okay. And then I grew up mostly in the Bronx. Okay. Yeah, because I'm remembering the Bronx. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Queens was like uncharted territory for me. Okay. You know, that's where, where I guess the magic happened, you know, in Queens. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Uptown started. No, no. <laughs> Bronx yeah. created hip hop. No, I'm sorry. But then I went back sorry. to Harlem. <laughs> right, right, right. And I went to Harlem and popped open a store across the street from the Apollo Theater. Okay. You know, I was probably like 22 at the time. Such 20, a baby. 23. Yeah. That rent must have been. Was yeah. it, it was cheap back then? It was cheap. Yeah. It was cheap. Harlem ain't Harlem no more, though. Yeah. They, you know, they were, they were, you know, giving us a chance. Right. You know? The, um, I forgot her name, but she was a sister, so she was like, she was like, look, even if you ain't got the rent this month or whatever, Aww. I want y'all in here, you that know? That is so nice. Yeah, so it was like a little mecca of different creatives all together, right. you know? But and then um, fast forward to like the next level because I'm trying to get to the a next level when was, I knew you. <laughs> yeah, the next level was uh, Dapper Dan coming down to to the shop, you know, because he was located on 125th and Fifth Avenue, right? And I was on uh, between Seventh um, and Eighth, right? right? Apollo Theater, and he he popped up one day and he said, "Yo, your name is ringing bells." Wow! I'm like. You know, but, this is the Dapper Dan. Backtrack for some people that there might be some youngins that are listening and they yeah. might not know who the hell Dapper Dan is. So just give us a short, you know, who is he? Dapper Dan, 
I mean, he has so many faces. Right now, I feel he's the the living, factual, actual face of Harlem right now because he embodies the old Harlem, the mid Harlem, and he empowers the new Harlem. You know, he's done so many things, and he came out of the gutter, you know, and he rose up. He rose up. You know, he just wrote a book. His book is out. He's doing, he's continuing to do a lot of projects, you know. So he started out as a furrier. Oh, Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, Yeah. he used to sell furs, remember? He had the furs downstairs. Yeah, because they would combine that with the the Gucci, the the Louis Vuitton jackets. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. he's like a, a hood genius. He he taught his, his own self how to print. You oh, know, wow. he he studied the bags. He, for, at first, he used to take them apart and then create other items from their bags. Right. You know, and being that he had went on a, a like a he went on a sabbatical to Africa when he came back. What he did, he kind of Africanized those European things. You know. Because he got exposed to patterns out there. Mm-hmm. But the only patterns that were available in, in, in where we were at were like these Gucci bags. Yeah, and stuff oh, like that, that makes sense. So yeah. he started. MCM, MCM? Yeah, MCM. They buy MCM jackets. And then they got then they had their cars um, detailed like that. Yeah, too. the cars. That was crazy. Car seats and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So he, you know, he used what he learned over there. And brought it here, and he brought some of the workers over, you know, right. also. He brought a lot of brothers from um, from Senegal. Oh, that's right. You're right. I do remember some. Okay. So yeah, he, a lot of tailors. So this, you know? Yeah, the tailors. So he was a legend that came and saw this young boy. <laughs> young yeah, he man. he came to check me out, <laughs> you know. And said, hey, I want you to, to work with me, or yeah, how, how did that work? Yeah, he's a, you know, he's been through so many levels of Harlem. You know, he's seen the the, the drug kingpin days and, mm-hmm. and knew these guys and sold furs to them and, you know, and leathers and created, you know, uh, custom pieces for them, you know. So for him to come check me out must have been... an honor, yeah. Yeah, it was something. And, and, you know, we're still friends, like, to this day. Right. And he gave me an offer. You know, he was like, if you close up your shop and come with me, you know, like, I think we could do some great things together because we have the same, you know, uh, customer base. Yes, yes. And in a heartbeat, I, I, sh- I shut my shop down and went with that. Okay. Yeah. And then next level began. Became the next level. <laughs> for real next level. Like, you know, there were people coming from all over the world at that time, you know, and a lot of celebs were coming through. Everybody uh, was coming everybody through. from you know, from Bobby Brown to LL to yeah that Mike also, Tyson to jeez yeah, I can't even think well you had everybody. like BBD and like who else was you were doing that but this was before that I guess yeah I met um, Michael Bivens in in the Mart they came to to the Mart 125 but um we met and and, and we conversated but nothing happened until a, a particular person kind of came through and oh. and made it happen, okay. you know? Yeah. So Wait, is that somebody I know? Yeah, somebody you Are know. Are you serious? Yeah, she made Are that happen. Are you serious? Yeah. Sorry, it's a really good friend of mine. I didn't know the story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I, I mean, a lot of rappers, like Eric B. and Rakim, I think, too. Yeah. I'm trying to think of, so you did mainly, what, jackets and jeans and, like, when people are spray-paying the jeans? Yeah, I would do the jackets, the the jeans. Like, you could say Shirt Kings were the first outfitters for hip-hop. 
you know, we created a stage presence for, for these guys, you know, as they were performing, they would have something custom made on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was definitely, um, I, me and a couple of my friends had jackets with our faces on it. We thought we were a gang. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we were cool in, in high school. Um, and when I think back about that, he, he told me my jacket is now what um, worth five hundred thousand dollars. No, <laughs> I won't sell it on eBay though. It still has my Possibly. my big head on it. So <laughs> you know, you got you got to realize coming up during that time. Like I, I knew Basquiat, you know, because he was a graffiti artist. You know, I knew Keith Haring. I knew all these guys. So you know, but we all just went in different directions and you know different paths. You know, but. So after, I guess the, what what was the next level after you know being there for many years, the start of hip hop and you know helping all of these artists like you know have their own little um, signature style so to speak. What was the next level for you? The next level, it, it took some time, but to collaborate, because you know when you begin to build, you know you have to figure out where that money is going to come from. So. And me collaborating with, with specific companies and stuff, mm-hmm. it allowed me to accumulate enough to, to start doing other things. I, I, the era I came up in was, you know, that each one teach one and, you know, that uh, going up to the Rucker tournaments and, and, you know, empowering the youth and, and you know, just change, you know. Like, there, there's a lot of people that I didn't realize you know, it took years to realize that, you know, my art has changed their lives. And when you think about it, art itself always, always sets off some type of revolution. When you have a renaissance, it always starts with the artist. That's true. It don't start with the music. It starts with the art first. That's you know? very true. And yeah. then the music follows and then everything else, you know, and then now it's like a, it's a culture. You know, and and graffiti has is still being underrated. You know, because they haven't found that connection. We celebrate the artists now, and but look where the artists have taken our people. Mm-hmm. It's worse than drugs. It's worse than flooding the city with drugs. Right, right. Because look what they're talking about. You know, it's not the old school hip hop. So yeah. um, now you 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 started a, an academy. Tell us about that a little bit. Yeah, Sure King Academy is the the way I'm able to give back and be able to connect, being able to connect with, with the youth, you okay. know? So you're, t- you're teaching them how to, to paint and draw? Or? Well, I go into, like, a lot of different public schools and, you know, middle schools, L.A., Brooklyn, Bronx, and uh, I just take over the class and, and really teach them more about entrepreneurship and ownership and, and, and uh you know, not just having your own, but just opening their minds to be like, okay, when I graduate, I'm not going to look for a job. Right, right. Like, I am the job, you right. know. Well, that leads me to my next question. What was one of your the best lessons you've learned early on as an entrepreneur? Like, what what, what can you There's share? There's never a failure. Mm, okay. What somebody on the outside may perceive to be a failure, it, it, it ultimately turns into a setup you know, for some type of success. Okay. You know, I can give you an example. Uh, when I was working with Dapper Dan, you know, they came and they raided the store. Really? Ooh. Yeah. First, uh, I forgot her name, but uh, I think it was Soda, Sota Mayer. She was the, um, 
don't know. I think she was the, the ADA at the time, the assistant DA or something. Or what happened was, you know, that was was using, you know, all these bags, the Gucci bags. So they came after him for copyright oh, right. infringement. I, I was gonna say, how did he even pull that off? Yeah. So he all the lawyers, all the lawyers came together and try to do like a class action suit Ooh. against this black man from Harlem. Right. So when they came in, and you know, and Dapp is so gifted, like prior to that, I think the day before, he told me, if somebody ever comes in here with an envelope, don't take it. Ooh, to serve And you. it happened the next day. Whoa. And they came and I was like, nope, I'm not taking it. They was trying to serve you? Serve Dapp. Oh, serve Dapp, okay. Yeah. Oh my God. So then he never. Well, we don't got to tell his whole business. But what was the failure part? And then how did you come back? Oh from well, that? <laughs> what what happened? It pushed us out of Harlem. Oh. And and it took us on the road. Okay. And because we were on the road, we were able to bring what we were doing in New York all the way down. Our goal was to come down like ninety five all the way to Miami. We never even made it to Miami. Because by the time we got to Atlanta, they would buy all our clothes. Oh, my goodness. They're like, what do you have in the truck? And they'll wow. just buy, buy Is everything. Is this the 90s, though? Yeah, still. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. When you I guys were around, part. we were just coming in and packing up the van and, and going out. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought you... Because I remember people still coming to the shop, ordering yeah. stuff. Well, nah. Maybe that was the 80s. Yeah, because you know, you know what's yeah, so funny? This happened, like, in the 90s. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I'm thinking maybe maybe it was like eight. This is how I know the time frame because one of my friend's big sisters used to do the books for Dapper Dan, and that's what, after school we would go hang out there and be like, let's see some, let's see some, some less celebrities, yeah. And we we'd be watching Donnie Simpson on BET. So you know that's this is how you know it's back in the day. <laughs> watching BET and waiting for for um her sister to get off work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys used to be there yeah. faithfully. <laughs> And um, so I'm just I'm just saying the story to show you like it's a domino effect, because we were pushed it, out. It made you expand. Expand, totally. right? And I happened to be living in Maryland, cause like okay, like as we were going down, we would hit jackpots. Like Virginia was like a jackpot. Maryland was a jackpot. Mm-hmm. So I said I'm gonna stay in in Maryland. Mm-hmm. And living in Maryland, I end up running into a guy who you know, was a, a, a good rapper and he was in the streets. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I pretty much got the message to him because we were in the same area. And I was like, you know, uh, a friend of ours, um, DJ Clark Kent, is the head A&R at, um, with Sylvia Rohn over there right. at Atlantic Records. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, I don't want to rap. I'm, I'm cool, you know? And I was like, no, you need to go see him. And, you know, at the time, I wanted to get into that A&R life and, and that management. So I just wanted that, that um, you know, when you bring an artist, you get, right, you you get, get cut a cut. check. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. Just, I just wanted to get that little, <laughs> you know, cut that check, you know. Uh, eventually, the, the rapper went up there. He ended up not doing a deal with Atlantic Records, but he ended up forming his own his own thing, that which is now Rock Nation, you know. Wait, who, who was we talking about? Um, Jay-Z. Jay-Z? But yeah. he said Maryland. That's why it threw me off. Yeah, he was in Maryland. I didn't know that. Get out of here. Yeah. So you never got a check? <laughs> Trust me. It's coming. Oh, man. That's awesome. I never knew that yeah. story. Either. So I'm saying that to say this. 
if we didn't get pushed, if right. we didn't get raided and yes. pushed out of Harlem, yes. I would have had no reason to be in the South. Right. Because I'm not from the South, right? Mm -hmm. I would have never ran into him. Mm -hmm. That means he probably would not have went to Atlantic Records and met Dame Dash. Right. You know, and we wouldn't have, you know, the own the, the so-called fifth, you know. I thought they, see, I, I, I didn't even know that story. I thought Damon, because, you know, I went to high school with Damon. Okay. I didn't know that. I thought Damon and, and Jay knew each other from no. New York. I didn't know that. They story. met at, at Atlantic Interesting. Records. Okay. It's full of history. I love it. All right. So yeah. um, one last question I want to ask you. Like, um, I know right now you're you're in L.A. now. Yeah. And um, and I wanted to know for, for your own peace of mind and, like, how do you own your power? Like, what are some things you do to give back to yourself to connect? Because I know you have, like, a busy life sometimes, right? Is it busy right now? Kinda? Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's super busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's um, super busy. So what do you do to kind of, like, ground yourself or take time for yourself? Or do you do that? Well, um, <laughs> my, my eating regimen, you know, I'm a vegan. So oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I kind of fell off on the workout tip. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love to run and, and, you know, calisthenics and all of that. But right now the food is, you know, sustaining me. Right. You know, just eating right. So And then, you know, I got on that from drinking a lot of alkaline water. Okay. You know, I, you know, I, you know, I smoke a lot of weed and, um, you know, I stopped that. And the way I was able to stop, it was to get on the alkaline water. And I drank that for like, like two years to the point where I can't even eat nothing with acid in it. You know, oh, I can't wow. eat onions. Really? Yeah. yeah so, so I had to. You must be like super intuitive. Yeah, I, your your I, brain then get like a little clearer because your, th I mean, your third eye should be popping I, I, if you're vegan. <laughs> <laughs> it usually is. When people... I mean, I keep a, a balance, you know, like I'm not 100% like, you know, in that room like right, that. Right. You know, I, I, I keep it balanced, right. you know. And um, I, I believe that helps. Yeah, totally. I, I, I know, you know it does. Because like. I, I, I feel, you know, when I was like smoking weed and stuff, I was wasting a lot of time. You know, I wasn't accomplishing, like, great ideas will come. Right. Amazing ideas, but the follow-through. You wouldn't through, implement it. The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was never a follow-through. Right. You know, they were just amazing ideas. So tell us how people can help you. If there's anything that we can do, spread the word, follow you, like your page, join your mailing list. <laughs> Support, donate to the to the academy. What are some, what are some things we need people to help help with? Maybe open their doors to create um, seminars so I can come speak to to the kids of the community. Oh, I love you know? that. Okay, like that. Cultural expressions might do that. No, <laughs> no pressure, not? Sophia. You know, yeah, you never we, know. we do a lot of things for um, okay. community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, and you anything, know. any, I mean, right now your academy, it's, it's like a, you just, you do classes traveling, or do you have like an actual, like, online school or anything? Is that the um, next step? That's in the works. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. It's going to be multifaceted. How can people reach you, follow you? Um, Instagram is the best. Okay. Shirt King Academy. You know, you could also reach me on my website, which is my personal, but it's Shirt King Fade. Um, spell the fade because they might spell it P -H -A -D -E, wrong. P-H-A-D-E, <laughs> Shirt King, and then P-H-A-D-E. Um, I have a book out on Amazon called Shirt King's Pioneers of Hip-Hop Fashion. So, you know, they can order that. Is that and, book uh, like a memoir or is it like pictures? What it's uh, it, started, it started out as a collection 
of photographs that mm-hmm. I've been shooting like throughout the years. Mm-hmm. And then what I end up doing was was contacting the, the particular artists to give quotes and stories and you know, so you could That's pretty dope. much say like a okay. memoir. Yeah. Okay. But it's a hardcover, nice tabletop book, you know. Well, it was a pleasure reuniting with my buddy. For I ain't sure, seen him for freaking sure, 30 years. For sure. a, I think it's been like, it has been like 30 years. It has to been. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah it's been about, about 30 years. But we, years. we stayed in contact, at least on social media, so that helps. <laughs> but um, thank you so much for being a part of thank the you. Only Power Radio Show. Power. Um, make sure you guys support him. Likes. Follow him again. Give me the, the Instagram all, one, all one more time. Stuff, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the message is being hinted. Take Give us the Instagram <laughs> Instagram one more time. Um, Shirt King Academy. Okay. All right. So, everybody, make sure you listen to um, more shows on Own Your Power. We have things on personal development, personal growth, business development, and also lifestyle improvement. So, make sure you keep it locked on Own Your Power Radio. Remember, anything you want is attainable. Own Your Power. Own Your Power Radio. Real soul and hip-hop. Just the way you like it. It ain't for everybody. Welcome to Hollywood, baby. Get your picture. Uh huh. Coming with. Let's not even talk about it. Let's do it. Let's go. Uh huh. I see your jealousy as you watch me. I see you watching me, baby. You watch me. It's all good. It's kinda sexy. I love it. How you watch me? Uh huh. You watch me. I see your face. I see your face. You wanna touch it? You wanna touch it? Come to the crib. Let's chop it up. Tonight you're you gonna be a superstar, baby. Let's get into it. You're blinded by the action. You need that. You're blinded by the action. You need that. Paparazzi spots me in the lobby of my high rise I hide behind my shades Cause the fame is blinding my eyes My God, I know how I see eyes Once I felt when he was eyes high Cause I have got, I have got to make this stop People often warn me that the fame ain't for the vein of heart It'll change those Said they had love for you into strangers When your thing starts to change reaction Locomotion like when the train departs Stranger, things have happened Rapping, stacking, platinum Plackin' born in Brooklyn, got a place in Manhattan Going back to Brooklyn to escape the madness Where your friends is Chris and Gwyneth When your girl is more famous than you, Venice it's Time to get all your windows tinted Keep your eyes squinting, it's gonna flash any minute The music biz is like musical chairs it's about where you're standing when the music starts spinning And I'm You're blinded by the Action You need that Hollywood uh, 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 uh. You're blinded by You need that Mr. Paysixer, A-lister, you're in the midst of the ride of your life, but you gotta keep them hits up. Can't put your guard down, gotta keep your mitts up. Take a sip, sir. It's so intoxicating, ain't it? Try not to get jaded. Hollywood's been good to you. Starting to feel like buzz to you. Don't lie, gone fly. You addicted to the lights without the fame. How you gonna survive? It's like living on heroin. You so high, and everybody's wanting you about it. 
Living the lies, heroines following Maryland, hopping over the edge just like Janice Joplin, River Phoenix, Jimmy Hendrix, Jimmy Morrison. All them ended by Hollywood. Thank God for Hollywood. Hollywood. Sure you want this, baby? Hollywood. It's the most addictive drug in the world. Want the fame? Want the lights? 